This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here you go. Here you go. Selfless. Nothing personal. Word of the day. Thursday, September 3rd, 2020 is selfless. What a great word. Covers all kinds of sin, doesn't it? It's the opposite of selfish. It's the antonym to selfish. Selfless is when you do something solely because you believe that it is in the best interests of the person to whom you are doing something, for whom you are doing something. Who's selfless today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you know it. Raise your hand if you're sure. Who's heard of David Tepper? Nothing personal fans have. He's the owner of the football team in Charlotte. The Charlotte Panthers. I believe he is one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest NFL owners. Had some issues, no doubt about it, but yesterday was the topper. David Tepper did the most selfless thing you could ever do. Now, that should be a compliment. We should be saying, yes, thank you, David, for being so selfless. Thank you for taking care of your employees. You are a good, decent man. Forget business, forget money. You just care about the common folk. What in the H-E double hockey sticks am I talking about? David Tepper and the Charlotte Panthers fired a bunch of employees, many of whom had been furloughed, many front office employees on the business side. That's okay. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about teams who are furloughing or firing employees. It's happening everywhere, whether it's Charlotte, Miami, Los Angeles, New York, small market teams, big market teams, rich owners, poor owners, medium owners. When there's a business that no longer is conducting business, what are you going to do? It's a pandemic. It's not great. When you fire someone, you've heard me talk about this on the show. There are ways to do it and there are ways not to do it. One line is worth repeating. When you're firing someone, you don't say, I know how you feel. You don't say, I'm sorry. You don't say, this isn't personal, it's business. You don't say any of those things. And here's the number one thing that you don't say. This is really good for you. David Tepper was interviewed about the staff cuts yesterday. And he gave a song and a dance about the pandemic, about the fact that when he came in as an owner, he didn't do anything, didn't make any moves. He stopped and he watched and he listened and he learned and he figured out what John Doe does and what Jane Doe does. 
He learned all the different departments in the football team. He took careful mental note about who's good and who's bad, who's been naughty and who's been nice. But then the pandemic came and he said, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I'm all verklempt already. It's like three minutes into the show and my diaphragm is not working. <sighs> pandemic came and David Tepper said, this is an opportunity that I'm not going to miss. So we gave an interview and he said, these are very difficult times. He said, I don't believe we'll have fans this season. That's true. He said, these are tough decisions. Not that tough. I've made these decisions. You look at a list of employees, you look to see, wait a minute, we have no fans. Well, can I see the list of every single person whose sole job it is to deal with fans in the ballpark? Oh, you're an usher? I'm very sorry, but we don't have a job for you. Oh, you are in concessions. Oh, you're in customer service. Oh, we're not selling tickets this year? I guess we don't need people selling group tickets right now, do we? Oh, we're not, <clears throat> we're cutting our entire marketing budget. I guess we'll keep three people. Let's look to see who's the most highly paid, who I need the most. All right. That's how you make lists. You're dealing with people's livelihoods. I'm very sensitive to that. The fact of the matter is life sucks. Once in a while, you're the bug. As my good friend, John Anderson, the protector, John Anderson was our protector in Florida. He started off as Wayne Heisinger's protector. Then he went to John Henry and then he went to us. He would do anything for us. He always said, I'd take a bullet for you, David. I said, please don't. Like, why would you ever? Who, who in the world would take a bullet for someone else? Luckily, he never had to. John said, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. So David Tepper went on to say that we're not going to have fans. These are difficult. But the question is, what's right for the organization, he said. What's right for the individual in the long term? This is when the train went off the tracks. It's exactly right to ask yourself what is right for the organization long term. Your job when you're the president or owner of a company is to make sure that company survives. So when the pandemic is over, you are in position to continue to be an operation. What's right for the individual in the long term? That's what you have to think about when you're running an organization, he said. And then he went on to say, <laughs> this is the line of the year, Coca. I decide on these decisions based on what's good for the organization, I'm quoting, and what's good for the individual. It's not good. Here it is. Get ready. Have a seat. You may want to pause and take a breath and then press play again. If you're watching on YouTube, just hit that pause button and start. And then unsubscribe and subscribe if you're listening to the pod. It's not good to have an individual sit there idle for a year, year and a half, or two years with nothing to do inside an organization, okay? They may think it, and that's not good for a person. It's the right decision, I think. This is a human question. Every individual is an individual. OMG. 
did David Tepper, a billionaire, whether he's a billionaire or not, doesn't matter. Did David Tepper, an owner of a team, it doesn't matter if you're an owner of a team or not. Let's say you're head of a human resources. Let's say you're the president of a team. Did David Tepper just say, it's not good to have an individual sit there idle for a year, year and a half or two years with nothing to do inside the organization. They may think it, and that's not good for the person. Okay, so what's interesting about that is when you are an employee and your job is gone, let's say you're in group sales, when your boss, I call them the Charlotte Panthers, didn't I, Coca? I'm just thinking about that. It's the Carolina Panthers, I'm sorry. When your job disappears, what do you do when you're inside a company, when you see that you're being marginalized, when you see the writing on the wall, what do you do? You make it your business to go to your supervisor and say, listen, I'm not busy enough, I'm happy to do anything. You want me in the mailroom? You want me in marketing? You want me in PR? You want me as an executive assistant? You want me as the assistant to the executive assistant who's the assistant to the administrative assistant? I will do anything you want because I want to work. I need my paycheck. I live paycheck to paycheck. I do not want to be furloughed or terminated. But our own CBS Sports HQ, Jonathan Jones, asked that question of David Tepper, got that answer, and I can only imagine what Jonathan was thinking when David said, I'm thinking about the individual in this case. Why would that individual want to sit idly by as opposed to going on unemployment and having a hole in his resume or her resume when no one's hiring right now? Why would an individual ever want to do that? Why would an individual want to keep getting paid and be associated with a professional sports organization when that individual could be at home on the couch doing nothing? Hmm. I'm going to have to give that a lot of thought. Come on, man. You know better than that, David. Stop pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. I've always wanted to work that in, Coke. I'm sorry. I don't even get that expression. Stop peeing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Oh, because your leg feels wet, but it's not water that you can drink or that feels nice. It's actually warm pee, which, by the way, during the Ironman and during several races, I have peed on my leg, and it's way better than rain because it's warm and comforting. So that's not a good expression. David, stop saying that you did something in the best interest of anyone but yourself and just say it's in the best interest of the Carolina Panthers. That is perfectly reasonable. You would not even be a topic on the show. Word of the day is selfless because you, David, thought you're being selfless by firing people so they don't sit around for a year, year and a half, or two years. You are the most selfless guy I've ever known. To all the Carolina Panthers employees, could you please send a letter to David Tepper saying, Dear Dave, we just from the bottom of our hearts want to say that was the most selfless act we've ever seen. You are an inspiration, Dave. Selfless. Backup for word of the day was going to be walk back. I like that as a word of the day. We wanted to start with David Tepper because it was so unbelievable. But walk back is a, uh, a concept 
when you walk something back, it's, we've talked about that with statements, with people in the media. When you're in the public and you say something, you immediately realize, uh-oh, I'm getting ratioed or I'm getting questioned or my phone is ringing off the hook. I had best walk it back. What got walked back today that is worth discussing? Maybe it was yesterday. Kirk Cousins. He is the quarterback for a National Football League team in uh, Minneapolis called the Minneapolis Vikings. Gotcha, Coca. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Get it? I did Charlotte when it was Carolina, and I just did Minneapolis when it's Minnesota. Do you get that? That's sort of funny on a random Thursday. No. Okay. So Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. He made the news yesterday two days ago, yesterday, whatever, when he said, and I quote, if I die, I die. That was part of a longer quote. That's actually a good quote in general. Like when I'm skydiving, I would say, hey, if I die, I die. I hope the parachute does work. I'm not going to walk that back. When you do a race that's outrageous and silly and ridiculous, you say, hey, hopefully I'll pass out before I die. But if I die, I die. There's one thing that Jack Nicholson said in The Departed and we've said it, I think, on this show or at least on some other radio show I've done, which is, we're all dying, so act accordingly. That may be sort of what he said. It feels like what he said. So Kirk Cousins, by saying that, is not a big deal. He was talking about COVID and the fact that whether he's a COVID truther or there is no COVID, there's some COVID. If I get COVID, I don't get COVID. I'm not going to wear a mask. I should wear a mask. I want to wear a mask. I don't think I need a mask, but I'm going to wear a mask because it's nice to wear a mask because I'm being nice to other people. But then I wonder, is it even worth it? Because if I die, I die. That got quite a bit of attention. So Kirk Cousins decided, row, I better walk it back. So Kirk Cousins, here's the rules of walkbacks. Kirk, if you're listening, you can't walk back something and believe that anyone you're talking to will be anything other than rolling their eyes. We had Drew Brees walk back his statement. He had a career of activities that he's done that made his walk back less than forthcoming and full of eye rolls. But if you're going to walk back, no matter the eye roll, wear it. I misspoke. I've done research. I've changed my mind. I really believe that what I said was right at the time, but now I don't. People can change. Let me evolve. Let me be educated. It's a bit of a walk back. Kirk Cousins instead said, what I was trying to say back then, because this said, this is actually a funny thing that I think about from time to time. I think about the reality of giving interviews. And I think about that I say things and then I forget about what I said. And I get reminded of it if I said something wrong, because on the playback, I don't necessarily listen, but someone, let's say Coca or Jerry, an agent, my agent who I work with, someone will say something, a family member, something. Cousins did a podcast in July, which during the time of COVID admittedly feels like, I don't know, six months ago. 
And then it was released. That's why when I give a podcast or I have someone on the Samson sit down, I'll always tell the person, hey, it's being released this time. Or when I'm on a show, they'll say to me, hey, it's going to be released. My guess is cousins, and I don't blame them, forgot all about it. So he said what I was trying to say back then, admittedly, I probably wasn't as clear as I would have liked to have been. But what I wanted to say then, and what I would echo again, is that while the virus does not give me a great amount of personal fear, there's still great reason for me to engage in wearing a mask and social distancing and washing my hands as frequently as I can and following protocols that have been set in place because I want to be respectful and considerate of other people, which is very important. <laughs> During the podcast, Cousins was asked on a scale of one to 10, one being masks are stupid, you're all who needs them, 10 being I never am going to leave my house for 10 years. Where are you in terms of concern about getting COVID? And Cousins said on the pod, I'm not going to call anybody stupid for the trouble it would get me in, but I'm about a point zero, 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 one. Say it again, zero, 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 one. That's five zeros for those of you counting at home. Let's go back to math. That's 10, 100,000, 10,000, 100,000. Wow. That means that, hold on, there's 350 million in America. America, that's 2 million times. Okay, so what he believes is that he has zero concern about getting the virus because the odds are all wrong and the numbers are all wrong. So no problem. He then got a chance to elaborate on that answer because it was very bizarre. Because for you not to have any concern, even people who are COVID truthers, who don't, who believe that it's not being politicized, who believe that it's not as bad in terms of deaths and, and people are dying of getting hit by a car, but then they get tested. And then if they had COVID, it's saying it's a COVID death. I've heard all of it. He was given a chance to elaborate and he said, I want to respect what other people's concerns are. For me personally, just talking, no one else can get the virus. What is your concern? If you could get it, I would say I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'll let nature do its course. Survival of the fittest kind of approach. You know, if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. I'm going to be okay. You know, even if I die, I die. If I die, I die. I have peace about that. He was asked whether he would take back that comment, given that 185,000 people in theory have died. And he said he hasn't changed his stance, so I'm not going to walk back my stance, but I'll clarify it. He then relied on faith. I trust the Lord. I'm not a religious guy, but I do take umbrage with people who attempt to use the Lord as a shield you can't get in trouble when you say, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and Lord and Jesus. I never understood, and this is not being, I'm not going to get into religion. I never understood when a player or anybody in business, when something goes really well, oh my God, we just made this deal. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When players hit a game-winning shot, they give all glory to almighty God. I've always wondered about that because I want to believe that God is way busier than dealing with whether or not you hit a 25-foot jump shot at the buzzer or get a two-out RBI with two strikes. 
But maybe the Lord does have time to decide whether Kirk Cousins is going to get COVID or not. But I've always wondered with all the tragedy and people dying young and people getting cancer and people getting sick and people getting not being able to live their full life, just walking down the street and then boom, they have a heart attack and die or they're going about their life and boom, they wake up and they have cancer and they're dead in three months or four years or two years. Die in an accident, car accident and a plane crash. Is that the plan? I'm leaning on my faith. That's Lord's plan. Kirk, you're not going to get away with that here. If you're going to walk back this comment, then you have to say that you didn't know enough about COVID at the time and that you now know teammates who have lost family members or you know people who have died of COVID, whether they're 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100, they died a day before they should have or would have died had it not been for contracting the virus. Walk that back. I'm frustrated, Coke. I'm frustrated because I don't understand why we let athletes get away with things. Why we let anybody get away when you're in the public eye or not in the public eye. Just think before you talk. I actually believe in survival of the fittest as it relates to people doing stupid things. So my survival of the fittest would be if you have reckless disregard for your life. If you have reckless disregard for other people's lives, that's called breaking the law and negligence. That's called manslaughter. But if I go skydiving and my shoot doesn't work and I die, I don't expect people to feel sorry for me. I knowingly put my life in jeopardy. It's over for me on this topic, Coca. It's just frustrating. All right, let's take a break then. Uh, we're going to review a movie that I don't think Coco would like, but I loved. And we got to talk a little bit about what happened in the Yankees-Rays game last night because it was fascinating to me as a baseball guy. We will be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Through the first round of the NBA playoffs, it's still all about the Celtics and the Nuggets. Will it be a likely matchup between the two powerhouses for the NBA championship? You can bet on the Celtics to beat the Nuggets at plus 400, or the Nuggets to beat the Celtics at plus 425, right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back. 
Thank you. We are uh, on a Thursday. If you are a subscriber to Nothing Personal, wherever you get your pods, thank you. Please spread the word to your friends. Talk about this show. We're going to keep growing. August was a great month. September is going to be even better. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. You just have to hit a button. It, call, it says subscribe. It's called the Nothing Personal with David Sampson channel. Even if you don't watch and you just listen, go on YouTube, search Nothing Personal with David Sampson, hit subscribe because that will make CBS happy. And if CBS is happy, then Coke is going to be happy. We're not yet at a salary drive. We'll let you know when we are because I'm not going to hide it. When we're going after CBS for more money, we're going to tell you because Coca needs a new couch. Part of nothing personal. Don't worry, Coca, my sights are set for you on something bigger than a new couch. I do watch a movie and uh, Coca just whispered me, I got to stop the show. We're stopping the show. Okay, I will take a minute on this Coca for you. Coca has a PayPal account and he's got a Twitter. He is in the market for a new, say it again, Coca, a what? An espresso machine? I don't drink coffee. It's called Nespresso. Okay. He wants this show to go well and you to subscribe on the YouTube channel and download and subscribe because when we go to CBS, when our contract is up and we either stay with CBS, we get renewed, who knows what happens. Coca wants an espresso maker. It reminds me, Coca, of the movie Sneakers. Remember the end of the movie Sneakers? A great movie if you haven't seen it. Bonus review. Bonus review. Bonus review. Have we done Sneakers on the show before with Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, River Phoenix, Mary McDonnell, David Strathern at the end of the movie, Dan Aykroyd, James Earl Jones is in the FBI and they give them anything they want to get this amazing black box that can decode anything and they can figure out what Russia's doing or what their own country is doing. They can eavesdrop on everyone. And David Strathern says, I want world peace. And River Phoenix asks for the phone number of the woman FBI agent who has a gun pointed at him because he's about to be arrested. And Robert Redford says, you got to think a little bigger here. And River Phoenix looks right at him and says that I just want her phone number. I feel like Coca's River Phoenix right now, absent the tragic end. The character River Phoenix played, let's put it that way. We're going for something bigger than an espresso maker, Coca. Come on, be with me. All right, I watched a movie. Pete Davidson, remember we reviewed The King of Staten Island? And in The King of Staten Island, it was said that uh, if you don't like Pete Davidson, you may not like it. It's really about him and his life. Well, he did another movie on Hulu called Big Time Adolescence. Big Time Adolescence has in it Griffin Gluck. Griffin Gluck had a great role in a hilarious movie called Why Him. If you haven't seen it, see it with Brian Cranston and James Fraco and uh, uh, Leah Thompson's daughter. The mother from Back to the Future has a daughter who is in Why Him and the son is Griffin Gluck. He is in the movie playing an adolescent. Pete Davidson stars as his sister's boyfriend, she breaks up with him, but he remains friends with her little brother. The little brother thinks he's cool to hang out with Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson thinks it's okay to have a little kid hanging out with him. He takes the little kid around, teaches him how to live. And by living, I mean get stoned and do nothing. The movie goes through what happens with Pete Davidson and Griffin Gluck. 
Griffin Gluck's father is played by John Cryer, who is now a baldy middle-aged man. He's so far removed from Ducky that I was despondent watching that movie. Now, you may know John Cryer from, uh, he was on that show with Charlie Sheen, Three and a Half Boys or something. Um, no, that was Three Men and a Little Lady. There was a TV show, Two and a Half People, Two and, Coca, Two and a Half Men. John Cryer was on Two and a Half Men, uh, so you may know John Cryer for that. He plays the father of Griffin Gluck. I love this movie. Pete Davidson is a great actor. Playing yourself is not as easy as you may think. Playing someone who's sort of like yourself, but not totally like yourself, but people will think it's you because of the tattoos and because they're hanging out, getting stoned. Remember on Saturday Night Live when he had his dyed blonde hair? Well, he dyed it for this movie. It's called Big Time Adolescence. The end of the movie is phenomenal. I did not see it ending the way it ended. There's a couple of movies I want to review where the endings were a little surprising. Don't give up on Pete Davidson. I understand that he was in the news with Ariana Grande. I understand that you may think he's a total schlepper and a total stoner, but he's got talent. It's called Big Time Adolescence, and it's on Hulu. All right, Coco, we had a good one today. What do we got? You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. coco with some sound bites. So you want to talk to Samson? Follow me on Twitter at David P. Samson. We'll have some fun. Coco was upset with me over my pussies tweet. That was a grammar correction, not an anatomical discussion. Getting my DMs, they're open, they're public. 99.9% of you are decent. You know who the point one are. The question was, do you remember a manager candidate declining publicly that he was a candidate when he was actually a candidate? I had to read that three times quickly. And then I chose it because I realized why this person was asking this question. Do you remember a manager candidate declining publicly that he was a candidate when he was actually a candidate? So that means when you are interviewing a manager, which we did about two score times, and you decide to go in another direction, but you haven't told the manager that, and the manager calls you and says, you know what? I don't want to be the manager anymore. I am withdrawing. Or publicly, they haven't told you they're withdrawing. They interviewed to be the manager or they didn't interview to be the manager and they say, hey, I don't want to be the manager. I got called by the media and I'm saying, I don't want to be the manager of the Marlins. Never. The only time someone goes public that they do not want to be the manager is when they have been told they're not going to be the manager. Every other time they leave the door open, but not Jay Wright. And that must be where the question came from. Jay Wright is the head coach at Villanova. He was rumored along with Ty Lue to be the favorites to take over for the Philadelphia 76ers. We have a way to see that says the Sixers will hire a coach with NBA experience. Jay Wright does not have that. Yesterday, Jay Wright released a statement 
shocking out of respect for our Villanova community and our 76ers organization. Villanova is in, is it in Philly, Coca? It's, or is it in Southern Jersey or Pennsylvania? It's, I think it may be in Philadelphia. Out of respect for our Villanova community and our 76ers organization, I feel the need to address speculation about the 76ers head coach position. A quick statement rule, do not ever put in the statement that I feel the need to make a statement. We know you feel the need to make a statement because you've released a statement. That's like saying to be honest when you're talking to someone. To be honest, I think that X follows Y in the alphabet. Well, don't say to be honest because that means when you don't say it, you're not being honest. I feel the need to address speculation. Ovs. I like when I use words like that, Coke. Does that make me seem young to you? Is that anti-boomer to say obs? The 76ers have a great leader in Elton Brand. Elton Brand, that former player, yeah, he's the GM of the Sixers. Outstanding young talent and an incredible opportunity for any coach to compete for a championship. As a lifetime 76ers fan, I have confidence they will bring in the right coach to build on what Brett Brown has developed. Brett Brown was the guy who just got canned after getting swept by the Celts. And then he said, I am not a candidate for the job. I am very happy and honored to coach at Villanova. End statement. Let's break it down. We know you're happy and honored to coach at Villanova because you're Villanova. We know that it's possible the athletic director of Villanova, along with some of the top boosters, may have said to you, listen, we don't want this sort of speculation out there because you're signed to a contract here. Are you going to the Sixers or not? Because we don't even want you to interview. But listen, Jay said, I really do want to interview. That's the 76ers. I'm going to get way more money and it's an NBA job. Why would I not want to interview with the 76ers? Yes, I've heard the rumors that it's Ty Lue's to lose, but I also saw that Ty Lue won $7 million. I would do it for $6 million. Elton Brand's a great guy. They got a good team, but is it Simmons and Embiid? Are they going to get rid of one, get rid of two? Maybe they miss Jimmy Butler. Who cares? I have a chance to be in the NBA? Hmm, what could have happened here? Is it possible that the 76ers have not reached out to him? Yes. Is it possible they reached out to him, he had an interview, and they told him he's not going to get the job? Yes. Is it possible the 76ers reached out to him, interviewed him, but have not told him what's going to happen? No. The reason that's not possible is because if that were the case, then Jay Wright's not feeling the need to do any statement like that. You don't close a door unless it's been closed for you and you cannot get one tiny knuckle inside to push it open. Anytime someone tries to close a door on me, I'm sticking any body part I can find, any one of them, to keep a door open, to maneuver my way, finagle my way inside that door again. Do not burn bridges. I understand when you're at Villanova that you have to say those things, but you say them privately for now. You tell Villanova that, listen, I got to see this through. You're not the first coach to leave a job for another job. You're not the first college guy to want to go pro. But don't give me a statement like this. The so you want to talk to Samson question is just so obvious to me. 
do I remember a managerial candidate declining publicly that he was a candidate when he was actually a candidate? They would never do that. Jay Wright was not doing that. It's not even a wait to see. It's a guarantee. I think I used that rhyme yesterday. Darn it. Thank you. So you want to talk to Samson? Keep the DM questions coming. I like it. Okay, we had a moment of gloating yesterday on nothing personal. I think we did it through a tweet uh, with a video. I told you what was going to happen with the suspensions with Aralis Chapman. Remember yesterday's show? If you haven't gotten to it, then why are you listening to today's show? You missed yesterday's show. Download and listen to yesterday's show and you'll hear the talk about Aralis Chapman who threw a buck one at the head of a Tampa Rays, Bay Rays player. Kevin Cash came out and said, He's the manager of the Rays and said, I got a stable of guys who will throw 98. The Yankees coaches are a joke. The Yankees organization, he went off and I said, there are going to be suspensions and there were. What I found interesting is that here were the suspensions. Aaron Boone, manager, Yankees, uh, match, one game. Kevin Cash, for all the comments he said, he got the same one game. They got it wrong. He needed to get more than Boone. I know Boone actually did the throwing, but Cash threatening the retaliating was worse. But the person who did it wrong was Chapman. Boone didn't tell Chapman to throw at anyone's head. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. I know Booney. There is no way he did that. It is far more likely that Chapman took it into his own hands. But then Chapman said, that wasn't purposeful. It slipped. That was his story, and he was sticking to that story. But then he came out with a quote after the suspension that no way had been wordsmithed by his agent or by the team. He said, and I quote, I think it was a little harsh. And that's the reason why I'm going to appeal the decision. Do you know what that means, folks? That means that Chapman threw at him purposefully. Because if the pitch had actually slipped in the way that Chapman said it did, you wouldn't say that the punishment was a little harsh. What you would say is there should have been no punishment at all missing an out of an inning of a game would be too harsh. I didn't deserve any punishment at all. Aralis Chapman, you got your quote wrong. You're going to appeal your three-game suspension, and it's going to be reduced to two. It's not really a wait to see because I got enough wait to sees. All right, I'm going to talk about something that just happened. But first, I want to get to today's wait to see. I, you know what, Coca, let's make it today's wait to see. Araldus Chapman's suspension will be reduced to two games. I'm going to make it official. Okay? The wait to see that we lost, you know, I go back on wait to sees and I list them when I don't get them right. Well, we had a wait to see in February, way back on February 27th, pre-pandemic, 
when the Houston Rockets decided to go small, remember that? And there was a lot of criticism and I was part of that. And I said, the Rockets will not make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Well, last night I was proven wrong. They beat the Thunder by two points. So that wait to see gave was wrong. So Houston does not make it out of first round. That's a no from February 27th for those keeping track at home. But for those keeping track of yesterday's show, got to listen on the day of the show because we got the nothing personal pick of the days. I am now 14 and nine. Yes, I am. Because we had Oklahoma City plus five and a half in game seven. They lost by two. That's a win. All right. We've got a two games today in the NBA and I'm going bonus today, Coca. I'm going to give two picks today and I'm going to keep going NBA until I lose because we've been, we were undefeated in NBA game sevens. So the Raptors are minus one over the Celtics and they're down two nothing in the series. That seems very bizarre. The Celtics have played better. The Raptors do not look good. Forget home court advantage. There is no home courts on the same court, all seven games. Well, the Raptors are not going down 3-0. The Raptors should be favored by more than one. If you can get the money line, take the money line. But if you can only give one, give one. Raptors will win the game. Second game is an absolute brilliant wagering game. The Denver Nuggets, after their emotional seven-game series win over Utah, they are starting a new series against a team that many believe should win the NBA championship. Some people are saying the Bucs are the best team in basketball, but they're not. The Heat are actually better than the Bucs. They're up 2 nothing for a reason. So the Nuggets are starting their series against the Clippers, and the line is about eight and a half. The Nuggets are going to have what I like to refer to as the Game 7 hangover. So the Game 7 hangover is after it's what the Yankees had before Game 1 of the 03 World Series when Aaron Boone aforementioned Aaron Boone, hit that huge home run off Tim Wakefield, the walk-off home run in game seven to win the AL pennant to go to the World Series. We knew they'd be flat in game one of the World Series. We got out to a quick lead in the top of the first inning and won that game. There will be a hangover for the Nuggets by definition, and it will be at least a nine-point hangover. Go Clippers. Go Raptors. Okay, so the news that just came out is on a subject that we have covered, but there is new information. We talked about the reason why the Big Ten canceled football. We talked about the possibility of these young men, forget the fact that they think it's their right to play football, forget the fact that people are arguing in the media and criticizing the Big Ten for not playing. Every other conference is playing, but the Pac-12, why isn't the Big Ten? It's a joke. And we talked about the fact that there were players who were getting myocarditis. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Boston Red Sox has myocarditis after having COVID. That's why he's been out for the year. And that's why he hasn't come back for the Red Sox after having COVID early. We know that there have been some players in the NFL, in in, uh, college football. We had heard some rumblings. Well, Penn State University, they have a director of athletic medicine. His name is Wayne Sebastianelli. He came back today and said that they've done cardiac MRIs and that 30 to 35% of Big Ten athletes who have tested positive appear to have myocarditis. This is not a study. We don't know the efficacy. 
Let's just talk about the possibility. If you get COVID, and those of you say it's just a flu, who cares? You're 80, who cares? You were going to die anyway. Well, I care. I know a bunch of 80-year-olds, and I love them. If 30 to 35% of athletes who test positive for COVID end up having a heart condition that is myocarditis, you do not know the impact of that long-term. Forget being an NFL player, which the odds are half these people in the Big Ten. Wait a minute, it's got to be more than that, Coca. How many professionals come out of the Big Ten? Let's say there's 50 guys on a college roster and there's 10 teams. That's 500 players, but there's 14 teams. That's another 200 guys. That's 700 players. Out of 700 Big Ten players, how many are in the pros? Is it 10%? 70? I highly doubt it. In 2020, Coca, I can't believe he's on this. Coca knows off the top of his head that 48 players were drafted out of the Big Ten. Well, does every player get drafted? Does he make the team? Does he play on the team? But let's say they do. That's 48 players out of 700. That means there are roughly, assuming 50 players on a team, 652 players who are not going to be pros. But they're going to come back and play their schedule, play Nebraska and Iowa and then go on with myocarditis? What happens 10 years from now, 15 years from now? You're going to be the president or the chancellor who takes that risk? Forget about it. These are alarming comments and alarming statistics. He said that it doesn't even matter if the players are symptomatic. He said asymptomatic people still have inflamed heart muscles. If you think that's not a good enough reason, it just means that you are being selfish because you want these athletes to play on Saturdays so you can tailgate, so you can gamble, so you can go watch your alma mater so you can at a sports station where you work or a radio station where you work so you can have content because you can't think of anything else to talk about or think about. The next step I guarantee will be that this director of medicine will have to meet with the president of Penn State there will then be conversations within Penn State and those conversations will then be had by the entire Council of Presidents for the Big 14. Then the task for resumption of play is gonna have to find medical experts who disagree with this Penn State medical expert and then they're gonna have to figure out which expert to listen to. All that's gotta happen before there's gonna be play in the Big 10. And if you are a commissioner of another conference or you are the president of another school and you are turning a blind eye to this possibility when you're on a campus and you know that there's COVID on campus and you know that you cannot create a bubble and you know that you're not really paying the athletes. If you're paying your college athletes, you're good. If you're not paying them, you're going to take their future into your hands because you're going to say that you believe that their future is better off by playing these seven games or 10 games. You know damn well the reason why you're going to think that and be against it. It's either going to be A, political, or B, it's going to be business. 
Has there ever been a time where it matters more to be personal? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.